rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Frank James, he's in federal custody this morning. The suspect in Tuesday's subway shooting in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, was nabbed due to a quick-thinking worker who flagged down cops on the Lower East Side. The MTA is under fire because cameras at two subway stations affected by the subway shooting had malfunctioning cameras, leading to a possible delay in capturing Frank James. The governor of Texas has made good on his promise to dump illegal migrants in the nation's capital. President Biden has accused Russia of genocide in its war on Ukraine. A Brooklyn concert headlined by the man who attempted to assassinate President Ronald Reagan is sold out. Here's your top five at five. The gunman who allegedly shot 10 people aboard a subway car in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, is in police custody. It's all thanks to an eagle-eyed worker who flagged down cops saying, catch him, catch him. James Frank called Crime Stoppers first, telling them he was at a McDonald's on the Lower East Side. Now, he wasn't there when cops arrived, but Zach Tahan, doing work in the area, spotted Frank in the area of St. Mark's Place and First Avenue, flagging down cops. And I see the people walking behind him, and he have, like, bags, small bags. I don't know what he have inside. He bought it in the floor. I was thinking he's going to do something here. Here's NYPD's chief of detectives, James Essig. The gun used in this, a 9mm Glock, which was recovered at this crime scene, was bought, was purchased by Mr. James in 2011 in Ohio. Police say James called Crime Stoppers saying, I want to clear things up. He was arrested later without incident. James allegedly fired 33 rounds into that subway car in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, Tuesday morning during the morning rush, leaving 10 people shot and 19 hurt. Federal prosecutors have charged him with committing terrorist acts and other violence against mass transit. He faces life in prison if convicted. James will be due in federal court later today. Malfunctioning MTA subway cameras at the 36th Street and 25th Street subway stations hampered authorities in their search for James following Tuesday morning's horror in which he allegedly shot 10 people aboard that MTA subway car. James was identified due to a commuter's cell phone video. He is believed to have fled at the 25th Street station. MTA chief is Jano Lieber. He spoke to CBS Mornings about the camera's malfunctions. I think that in the one location by the turnstile, there there was apparently a server problem, which they had been working on the day before. But the bigger issue is there's so much video evidence from all of the stations on this line that there, there are images of this fellow that are going to be found. Cameras were on and recording, but they were not transmitting footage back to MTA headquarters and the NYPD's command center. Now, officials blame these faulty cameras on a server issue, preventing pictures from actually reaching command centers for the MTA and the NYPD. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has kept his promise to deposit illegal immigrants that were being placed in small Texas border towns to President Biden's doorstep. A bus from Texas arrived in Washington, D.C. Wednesday morning, transporting dozens of illegal immigrants. Here's former White House Deputy Chief of Staff Carl Rove. 
it is a, about the only way that we can sort of grab the attention of the, of, the, of the nation and of the federal government and say, meet your responsibilities to control the border. Governor Abbott insists the federal government is failing to adequately address the border crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. President Biden recently announced the rescinding of Title 42, and that is expected to allow for a huge influx of migrants across the U.S.-Mexico border. The Trump-era rule was issued to quickly expel migrants due to the COVID-19 viral pandemic. President Joe Biden has, for the very first time, accused Russia of committing genocide in Ukraine due to Russia's seven-week-old war there. Biden said Russian strongman Vladimir Putin used the invasion to try to wipe out the idea of even being a Ukrainian. He told reporters in Iowa, yes, I called it genocide. Here's President Biden. You saw what happened in Bucha. This warrants him. He is a war criminal. But we have to gather the information. We have to continue to provide Ukraine with the weapons they need to continue the fight. And we have to gather all the detail. So this can be an actual have a war crime trial. The Kremlin wasted no time in rejecting the accusation of genocide. Meanwhile, the International Criminal Court in The Hague is investigating war crimes in Ukraine, the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine and Crimea annexed by Russia. The White House also today expected to announce an additional $750 million in military assistance to Ukraine. That assistance would be authorized under the Presidential Drawdown Authority, or PDA, which allows the emergency transfer of U.S. stockpiles without congressional approval. Well, remember John Hinckley, the man who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan back in 1981, has gone from would-be assassin to music artist. Hinckley's show, which is set for July 8th at the Market Hotel in Brooklyn, is sold out. Here is John Hinckley speaking about his music and where to find it. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing great. I just posted my latest single. The song is called The Places I Have Been, and it's available on Spotify and iTunes and the other streaming sites. And that makes 26 songs of mine that I have on the streaming site. So check them out when you have a chance. So tickets for this event is sold for about 20 bucks each. The venue holds 450 people. Hinckley was acquitted by reason of insanity. He is now on unconditional release after being sprung from a Virginia psychiatric board back in 2016 on a supervised release for a few years. Taking a look now at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We may see some afternoon showers and thunderstorms, winds to 17 miles per hour. Our high today, 75, mostly cloudy overnight, just a 30% chance of rain, the low 52. Clearing for tomorrow, turning mostly sunny in a high of 67. Right now we have 59 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Buenos dias, de donde viene? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. That sound of Nicaraguan migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border there. A Mexico government official fears there will be chaos at the border unless President Biden's administration comes up with a clear plan on how to handle the border crisis once Title 42 is lifted. That happens May 23rd. It's expected to allow tens of thousands of migrants across the border into the U.S. Enrique Lucero is director of migrants in Tijuana, and he told the DailyMail.com that the Biden administration's plan to suspend Title 42 raises many unknown variables on both sides of the border. 
Tens of thousands of migrants are already in Mexico's southern border cities awaiting humanitarian visas. And migrants who crossed the southern border into the U.S. were spotted taking selfies right in front of the unfinished border wall as the crisis continues to rage on. Fox News Digital captured these migrants taking those selfies. About 100 people or so, some potential Eastern European. Louis Vuitton purses. iPhones, smartphones. So Fox News Digital traveled to Yuma, Arizona with several members of the House Oversight Committee. That was on Monday. National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd said the selfies will help the cartels advertise their services. Judd also blasted the reports of the Biden administration giving illegal migrants taxpayer-funded free smartphones as one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. The Biden administration has said the phones are used to keep track of migrants released in the U.S., Also, the president of the National Border Patrol Council pointed out that former President Trump struggled with illegal immigration as well, but said President Biden's border policies are actually helping the cartels succeed in their criminal activities. U.S. Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona vowed Tuesday to conduct herself in the very same manner as she did back in 2021. Should Democrats try to revive Build Back Better? President Biden's agenda, the failed $2.7 trillion package. Cinema spoke at an Arizona industry and commerce event. I will only support tax policies that promote growth and economic um, stability, particularly during a time of coming through this pandemic, rising inflation, and what we think is a coming recession. Democrats are hoping to resuscitate Build Back Better. The House of Representatives passed Build Back Better back in November, but it has stalled in the U.S. Senate. The new idea by Democrats is to pass piecemeal legislation. If the legislation were to end up tied in a vote in the U.S. Senate, Vice President Harris would be the tiebreaker. Republican House lawmakers are calling on the U.S. Department of Justice to brief Congress on the investigation into Hunter Biden and his business dealings arguing that few details have been disclosed to the public. Here's Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. Well, it sure looks like now it's a family enterprise based on the recent text messages we've seen. And I'm just amazed at how this story has changed because it initially started out as it wasn't his laptop. Then it was quickly, well, it was his laptop, but it was Russian disinformation. And now it's, well, it wasn't Russian disinformation, but Joe had nothing to do with it. And now we learn, well, Joe did have something to do with it, but his chief of staff says he did nothing wrong. The GOP feels that the investigation raises big questions that involve potential violations of criminal or civil law by President Biden or other senior administration officials. Their letter comes amid a probe into Hunter Biden's income and payments he received while serving on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, as well as his dealings in China. There are references to payments to the, quote, big guy, unquote, on his now famous laptop, who is alleged to be President Biden. The investigation is spearheaded by Delaware's U.S. Attorney David Weiss. A federal judge denied the government's request to detain two men who are accused of posing as federal Homeland Security agents. Authorities say the suspects had the savvy to trick U.S. Secret Service officers, including one assigned to protect the First Lady, Jill Biden. U.S. Magistrate Judge Michael Harvey ordered these two suspects to be on supervised release with GPS monitoring. 
Federal prosecutors allege these two men, 40-year-old Arian Tahir Zada, 40 years old, and 35-year-old Haider Ali, posed as fake agents offering things like gifts in an effort to integrate themselves with law enforcement. Here are the two suspects outside of court. Your attorney says the charges are overblown. Is that the case? Talk to, uh, talk to my attorney and get back to you guys. Can you tell us how, how it was all funded? Like, how, where'd you get all that stuff? I can't discuss anything. Sorry, guys. The FBI raided the men's building, finding body armor, gas masks, zip ties, handcuffs, equipment to break through doors, drones, radios, and police training manuals in a total of five apartments down in Washington, D.C. The judge felt the two suspects did not pose a security risk. Well, tens of thousands of top tech industry workers are fleeing Russia, putting Moscow at a huge disadvantage. Days after Russia invaded Ukraine back on February 24th, Konstantin Siniushin, a venture capitalist in Riga, Latvia, actually helped charter two planes out of Russia to help people flee. Ukrainian asylum seeker Nikita Erelin spoke to the Daily Mail. I'm actually grateful to all European countries, to the United States, including the United States, for letting Ukrainians um, wait for the war to end. Um, Inside, inside of these countries, because um, that could happen to anyone at this point, I guess, because I find Russia, um, Russia's government in particular, uh, a bunch of insane people. Refugees were flown to places like Armenia, Turkey, Georgia and the United Arab Emirates. The exodus from Russia of top tech industry executives and workers expected to fundamentally change the once rising tech industry in Moscow. 77 WABC time check, 515. Well, Justin Ellick is here with sports. Not out of breath this morning. No, I'm not. Have <laughs> I actually left enough time to sprint up and down the hall? So that's good. Good for me. I'm making progress. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Let's get to our winners last night from the two NBA play-in tournament games as the Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans live to see another day with their wins over the Hornets and Spurs, respectively. Come tomorrow night, the Hawks will duke it out in Cleveland against the Cavaliers with the Eastern Conference 8 seed on the line. As for the Pelicans, they're set to pay the Clippers a visit on Friday as well for possession of the Western Conference 8 seed. To hockey now, it's just the Rangers were on the ice last night in Philly to face off with the Flyers. They might as well they might as well have been facing it off with a peewee team, though, as the dead Flyers team rolled over for the Blue Shirts, who will skip out of town with a 4 to nothing win. Capo Caco got things rolling for the good guys with this snipe from the hash marks. Just past the midway point, first period in Philadelphia. Here's Caco again, he scores! Hit the crossbar earlier in the shift. Capo Caco gives the Rangers a one nothing lead. That call courtesy of TNT. The Rangers will take the win into a couple off days here before welcoming in the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday afternoon. Moving over to the Diamond as local teams in the Mets and Yanks went 1-1 one and one yesterday. Let's start with the losers in the Yankees who took it on the chin from Vladdy Guerrero and the Toronto Blue Jays after his first two-round trippers on the evening. You'd think the Yanks would elect not to pitch to the young superstar, but they had another strategy in mind. Let him hit a third. Leading the Yanks and Guerrero. Hits one deep to left, and there it goes into the second hit. His third home run of the game, and it's 5-3 Toronto. Four for four and 14 total bases. 
ridiculous. That call courtesy of the great Michael K. 6-4 to four is your final score from the Bronx as the Yanks will do their best to rebuttal against the Jays tonight at 7.05 p.m. Eastern Time from Yankee Stadium. Let's cap it off with some good news as the Mets were victorious in Philadelphia last night in their series finale with the Phils. Max Scherzer looked like Max Scherzer as he goes five solid innings with one earned run and seven Ks. Pete Alonso showed out on the offensive side of things, going three for five on the night with two doubles and a long three-run ding piece in the sixth inning. Mets will take a breather tonight before welcoming in the Arizona Diamondbacks tomorrow afternoon. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Elegant, 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. In your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, some afternoon showers and thunderstorms, winds to 17 miles per hour. Our high today, all the way up to 75 degrees, mostly cloudy overnight. Just a 30% chance of rain, the low down to 52. Mostly sunny Friday, the high 67. And right now, 59 degrees, mostly cloudy. Frank Morano has your business report. Thank you, Deb. Good morning. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The market is responding in a positive way to the strong start to earnings season. All three major indexes gained at least 1% yesterday after previous losing sessions by the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. These numbers come as inflation keeps soaring across the country at the closing bell. The Dow Jones gained 344 points, the S&P 500 jumped by 49, and the Nasdaq rose by 272 points. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported wholesale inflation rose 11.2% annually in March, driven largely by an increase in the price of gasoline. The increase was the highest on record, dating back to 2010. On a monthly basis, the index rose 1.4% percent above estimates of a 1.1 percent gain prices for the diesel fuel jumped 20.4 percent for the month in contrast prices for beef and veal fell by 7.3 percent jp morgan chase said its first quarter profits dropped by 42 percent from last year partly because the bank wrote down nearly one and a half billion dollars in assets due to higher inflation and russia's war in ukraine the nation's largest bank by assets said it earned a profit of 8.3 billion or two dollars and 63 cents per share that's down from a profit of 14.3 billion in the same period a year earlier. Elon Musk has only been Twitter's largest shareholder for a few weeks, but he's already facing a class action lawsuit over his handling of the investment. A Twitter shareholder has filed a class action suit against Musk over his 11-day delay in officially disclosing his investment in Twitter to the SEC. Under securities law, Musk was required to file paperwork with the SEC by March 24th, 10 days after his stake in Twitter grew to 5%, but he didn't do it until April 4th. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Frank. Here are the futures this morning. The Dow at 34,463. That's down 19 points. S&P 500 up, uh, or down rather, three and a quarter. The NASDAQ is up four and a half points. As for gold, down $10.90 an ounce at $1,974. Crude oil at $103.73 a barrel. That's down 52 cents. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And we also have an interview coming up with Frank uh, DiGiacomo, the head of the uh, Detectives Endowment Association here in New York City. Well, a suspect in Tuesday's subway shooting in Brooklyn posted 450 rants on social media, mostly YouTube, railing against things like politics and what he felt was social injustice. Frank James also criticized New York City Mayor Eric Adams for his subway and homeless policies. 
prompting stepped up security details around New York City's mayor. And here's one of his rants on YouTube. I want you to delude yourself and tell yourself this punk ass bullshit about that could never happen here. That could never happen here. Those are famous last words. That could never happen here. Yes, it could. And it will. All right. James also said in the videos that he had a diagnosed mental illness and railed against what he called the horror show of the city's mental health services. James also ranted about things like race issues and claimed that the Russian invasion of Ukraine was proof that black people were treated with disdain in society. James is due in federal court today, of course, captured in the city yesterday. New York's MTA has been warned by the state, New York State, two years in a row about malfunctioning subway cameras and that the cameras weren't enough to deter crime. Two subway stations affected by Tuesday morning's subway shooting in Brooklyn had malfunctioning cameras due to software issues. Former FBI agent Mike Germain speaks about the issue. It's very easy after a, an event that, that's horrifying and scary to the public for policymakers to, to reach for that silver bullet solution. We'll put cameras in all, all of the subway stations. Uh, but that initial expense doesn't necessarily provide uh, or, or explain all of the resources that will have to go into that kind of surveillance. In 2018 and 2019, New York State officials warned New York City's MTA about failed maintenance and repairs on thousands of subway cameras. The suspected shooter, Frank James, was at large for more than 24 hours following Tuesday morning shooting of 10 people at the Sunset Park, Brooklyn subway station. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said the search for James was hampered due to the apparent malfunction with the cameras at those two subway stations. Meanwhile, nine people remain hospitalized as of yesterday following Tuesday morning subway shooting in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, at that subway station. All these victims are expected to recover. Eyewitness Kenneth Foote speaks to ABC. And once we saw that gentleman banging on the door for fighting for his life, that's when we noticed, that's when I knew something was very, very wrong. 21 of the 29 people injured were taken to NYU Langone, including most of the 10 gunshot wound victims. Well, Mamanides Hospital took in some of the youngest patients, the youngest just 12 years old. That 12-year-old has since been released from the hospital. And even more subway violence to report this morning during the 77 WABC Early News. The NYPD says that two men were stabbed. This happened during a fight on a Harlem train platform early Wednesday. According to police, a male suspect knifed two victims, 19 and 20 years old, on the southbound number two train platform at the 135th Street station. Happened about one in the morning. Both these victims walked into Harlem Hospital under their own power for treatment and are listed in stable condition. Police say the suspect was arrested nearby. A knife was recovered. Charges are pending, and we don't know what actually led up to that stabbing incident. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul Tuesday defended her $200 billion state budget. Critics say bail reform measures don't go far enough and an 11th hour placement of $600 million in taxpayer subsidies for that new Buffalo Bill Stadium smacks of corruption. Her husband works for a company that holds the culinary contract for the Buffalo Bill Stadium. Taxpayer subsidies for a new handling of that were a key sticking point. Here's Hochul on Fox 5. So we took on 
the criminal justice issues and making sure that the bail reform was revised in a way that was smart. We, these were these were tough battles because there's a lot of passion on both sides. I of the know. Debate. And we will have more on the controversial issue of bail reform later in the show at the head of the NYPD's Detectives Endowment Association. Well, two inmates serving time in New Jersey's only state prison, four women became pregnant after they had sex with a transgender inmate. According to NJ.com, the unidentified jailbirds became pregnant at the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility after engaging in consensual sexual relationships with another incarcerated person, according to the State Department of Corrections in New Jersey. In 2021, New Jersey enacted a policy to allow prisoners to be housed in accordance with their preferred gender identity. There are more than 800 prisoners, including 27 trans, transgender women at that New Jersey Correctional Facility. Taking a look now at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Look for some afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Winds to 17 miles per hour, high 75. Overnight, 30% chance of rain, the low 52. Mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high 67. Right now, 59 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Well, tributes to the late actor Gilbert Gottfried. Among other credits, uh, Gottfried played Iago in the classic film version of Aladdin. At the end of Aladdin's performance on Broadway Tuesday night, Don Derry Rivera, who plays Iago, addressed the audience. I, along with five other actors worldwide, have the distinct privilege to bring Iago to life on stage. But I think one of the main reasons this character is who he is is because of what Gilbert brought to the animated film. His comedy and that voice. Gottfried passed away this week from a long-term battle with a rare illness at the age of 67. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.